about Christy Fulnecki's meniscus. Sarah was trying to figure out. We couldn't remember what was wrong with her. Sarah said she thought it was her meniscus, and I laughed. I said, no, that's the the meniscus is, is, is when you have a glass of water that's so full and there's sort of that bubble uh, over it. That That's a meniscus. Somebody texted in on the American Transmissions talk and text line. We actually know this person. Uh, he's a, his wife and I literally had the same conversation about the meniscus last night. I was making coffee out of a new decanter and she laughed at me and said, no, a meniscus is a body part. So Sarah looked it up and it's both. I know. And here so we we're, thought, we're just all real bad at synonyms. Yeah. And we thought we were idiots. Well, we... Mm, it's debatable. Yeah, we're just idiots in different ways. <laughs> yep. Instead of just one of us being an idiot, we're both idiots. <laughs> yep. Which, that's fine. That's fair. You, and you thought you were going to pin this on me at first. You're like, clearly, you're the idiot over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But I said it with the sort of confidence that people who aren't still listening walked away thinking that you <laughs> they were are like, the, wow, we thought this was over. You are the idiot, so... Uh, Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft met with election conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell. Oh, here we go again with the news leader weaving the conspiracy theories. And, and oftentimes they do it masquerading as if they are uh, they are exposing some sort of conspiracy. Uh, the, the latest, particularly in the context of elections, conspiracy uh, coverage that they had was regarding Josh Hawley and the fact that President Trump, they had a whole article on this, including pictures of call logs, called Josh Hawley numerous times on January 5th and 6th. That's just unheard of for a president to call senators, to call members of Congress, to call people within his political party during a, a period of time in particular when there are certain, uh, whether it's transfer of power or legislation or whatever it may be, uh, that involve the president and also that individual, I, it's just, oh, my gosh. So now Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft met with election conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell. Oh, my. Whatever do we learn from this piece? Well, we'll share it. It's another award-winning expose coming straight from the news leader. They really are becoming sort of like, what is the, um, not the National Enquirer, was the Daily Star, is that the one? It's a, The National Enquirer always uh, would get referenced when it came to, you know, Bat Boy meets at White House with uh, the president or, you know, aliens uh, seen at local Pizza Hut or whatever it may be. 
but I, but I always I think it was the Daily Star that generally had uh, those more outrageous stories, and that's what the news leader is is becoming with a lot of these conspiracy stories that they have, uh, or even oftentimes, and this is one of them. It's sort of a lazy attempt at it because they don't they just say some things, but they don't give any explanation as to well, okay, so what. Uh, first, Jason Rymer with the latest news update. Three men charged with a 2018 duck boat tragedy near Branson will be back in court this week. A Stone County judge dropped the original charges, saying there was no evidence the men knew about the approaching gust front that day. The judge also ruled the boat's design caused it to sink. Former Attorney General Eric Schmidt refiled those charges after the ruling. Springfield police say one person died after an SUV hit a house Friday night. Police say speed was a factor in the crash near Norton and National. 50-year-old James Duncan from Springfield died. No one inside the home was hurt. And a man from Republic is dead and six other people are hurt after a crash involving three pickups. The Highway Patrol says a pickup crossed the median Sunday morning on James River near Farm Road 135 and hit a concrete bridge and then a second truck. The driver of that second truck, 72-year-old Donald Underwood, died after his truck hit a third truck. I'm Jason Rima. You're listening to Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work. Mostly sunny 56 today, 36 overnight low tonight. Sunny 61 tomorrow and partly sunny Wednesday with a 50% chance of evening showers, a high of 61. Once again, the news leader is on, on top of it, cracking the conspiracies, exposing them to the light of day, the latest Missouri Secretary of State Ashcroft met with election conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell. Missouri Secretary of State met with Mike Lindell, the MyPillow CEO and election conspiracy theorist on Thursday. Now, I uh, always appreciate when examples are given. So if you if you label somebody a conspiracy theorist, and we'll get into the story here and find out what what conspiracies uh, he he is out there promoting regarding the election. So let's continue on in the story here. A spokesperson for Republican Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft confirmed he had met with a group of people that included Lindell about election concerns and questions, but did not provide further information on the substance of the meeting or its participants. The Kansas City Star reported Thursday that Lindell was invited to the meeting, which occurred at Ashcroft's office at the James C. Kirkpatrick Center by the group of other attendees, and that Lindell had also met with a couple of state senators. So evidently, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft was meeting with a group of people that had election concerns and questions, and that group had Lindell come along. The meeting represents a willingness by Missouri's top elections officials, who's widely viewed as a potential candidate for governor in 2024, to engage with one of the top propagators in the U.S. of baseless conspiracies surrounding the 2020 presidential election. Is is it possible, news leader, to have somebody write stories that's not a political activist? Let me ask you this. Because this this isn't political activism. If you did, let's say, you you found somebody that openly said, yes, I'm going to write political propaganda pieces for your paper. How would it be any different than that? Listen to this sentence again. This is supposed to be objective news. 
The meeting represents a willingness by Missouri's top elections official, who is widely viewed as a potential candidate for governor in 2024, to engage with one of the top propagators in the United States of baseless conspiracies surrounding the 2020 presidential election. If your sole purpose, let's say you you were hired by the Democratic National Committee and you were writing a press release, this is the exact same verbiage you would use. It would be no different. Now, here's something interesting. We're going to get a traffic update, and we'll continue to delve into this. And I was being somewhat facetious earlier. If you are actually a journalist, which apparently, at least for many of these political stories, the news leader refuses to hire an actual journalist. And you characterize somebody as one of the top propagators in the U.S. of what they call baseless conspiracy theories surrounding the 2020 presidential election, don't you think you would give examples? Is that not responsible? If I'm writing about someone and I know, well, they're also, uh, you know, whatever it might be, give some sort of description. Let's say, for example, uh, I claim, well, they are the top propagator in the United States of baseless conspiracy theories involving aliens in Congress. I would give some examples. Like, for example, back in July of uh, 2018, they claimed that Congressperson so-and-so was actually an alien here from the planet Zoltar. But what's amazing is that the news leader does not require any sort of evidence for their allegations. That's a pretty remarkable... And I'm not even saying that they don't... that there isn't any sort of uh, evidence of that, but but to make... And what's hilarious about this, if I can back up a bit, is the characterization that the conspiracy theories are baseless. There's no base in them. Yet they don't give any evidence whatsoever to back up their assertion that Lindell is a conspiracy theorist. So here they're accusing him of having, you know, it's baseless. There's no evidence. He doesn't provide any evidence whatsoever. And what are they doing? They also are not providing any evidence whatsoever in their claim that he is a conspiracy theorist when it comes to elections. In other words, they're baseless allegations. It's just, once again, stellar journalism coming from the news leader. More in the piece here. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF, a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers, Hey, do you know what today is? Yeah. If you say Monday, you're right. But today is also the day that I'm getting my new floor, and that's thanks to my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. No more dirt floor at Meyer Estates. Yep, no more just leading into the dungeon Mm -hmm. underneath the crawl space there. No, I'm really excited. Beatles Property Maintenance, they're going to come in, and I have this really weird dip in my kitchen floor. I have an old farmhouse and Beatles Property Maintenance, they've been absolutely awesome to work with. They came out, they did an estimate, they they got a good look at what's going on basically. 
quickly. They were able to crawl underneath my floor, see what's going on that way. They were able to peel up some of the, the flooring that I have now to see what's going on. And well, today's the day that they're going to rip all of that out and we're going to get brand new vinyl plank flooring and some subflooring. And we're really, really excited about it. And uh, that's just one of the many things that Beatles Property Maintenance is going to help us out with. We have both uh, that big list of things, but also some smaller items. So Beatles Property Maintenance, they can help you with tons of home repairs and maintenance. Maybe you're like me and maybe you need a kitchen floor or maybe you need a bathroom remodel or maybe you need something as simple as new lighting throughout your house. Either way, Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with all of those items. Now you can find all of their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. All right, so once again, we've got the news leader that is really on top of the conspiracy theories, and this time the Secretary of State met with a group of people, and that group of people, it was about election integrity, and because uh, this is kind of what the Secretary of State is supposed to do, election stuff. Yeah, might be helpful to people that don't necessarily know the job description for the news leader to know this is pretty important part of the Secretary of State's job is, is election integrity. And so there was a group of people that he met with, and that group had invited Mike Lindell to come along. So put on the tinfoil hats, everyone. Uh, the, the news leader describes Lindell as one of the top propagators in the U.S. of baseless conspiracies surrounding the 2020 presidential election, though they do not give any examples. In other words, their characterization is, as they provided it, baseless. Ashcroft, who said after the election that it was secure in Missouri, has previously pursued two cases of voter fraud in Missouri and has been an advocate for passing stricter election laws. In November, he clashed with the U.S. Department of Justice when he barred it from sending election monitors to certain voting locations in a Missouri county, which had been flagged for possible disability law violations, Ashcroft said after the 2022 election, that it went without any major issues in Missouri. And notice they did not just print the fact that there were no major issues in Missouri. Well, that's what he said. The Secretary of State had previously appeared alongside Trump advisors and allies who have spread false information about the election. Again, it would be nice, and maybe I expect too much out of journalists, if you make a claim like that, you should provide examples. See, the news leader operates, particularly when it comes to spreading conspiracy theories like so many other outlets do, and that is, well, just believe us, trust us. You don't need, uh, we don't need to give you any any examples. Uh, Just trust us. Blind faith. We'll just tell you what to believe. You don't need to know why it is. When we tell you you're supposed to believe that uh, this is a a baseless uh, allegation or it's false information, we don't need to provide you with what false information it is we're claiming that they're spread. You just need to trust us. Blind faith. We'll, We'll just let you know what it is you need to believe. You don't need to know why. The news later writes, Ashcroft spoke at a September 2022 event hosted by the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles in St. Louis, displayed in promotional materials alongside former President Trump advisor Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, a former Trump trade advisor who both faced criminal indictments. The meeting with Ashcroft marks a return to Missouri for Lindell, who emerged 
as an ally of former President Donald Trump in the aftermath of the 2020 election. He hosted a conference in Springfield last year touting conspiracy theories about how the election was decided improperly and has been involved in a defamation suit against voting machine companies. Again, what conspiracy theories? And incidentally, I think a dictionary needs to be sent over. ABC Books perhaps can donate a dictionary to the news leader, and they can share it amongst themselves. Simply because a person recognizes, let's say, for example, you have more ballots cast than registered voters, as oftentimes happens in Democrat counties in in the country. That does not mean that you are alleging any sort of conspiracy just because you note something that is not kosher, something that is an in, that is inconsistent with the way that it's supposed to be. Or, for example, in Arizona, which we saw the total embarrassing debacle that occurred there in which you had uh, these, these voting machines that were not working, voting machines that were not counting ballots, Voting machines that when you put in the vote, it actually cast a different ballot, which we've seen that numerous times. People will check, you know, different names and then it it shows otherwise. Or you had this printing disaster in which massive numbers of people were turned away from the polls in Arizona. It's not a conspiracy theory to say maybe we should fix those things. What has occurred because of the one-dimensional thinking and lack of ability to critical think with people who write stories like this is they don't even really know what the terms of words mean. They just know that there are certain words that mean bad things, and so you apply them to people you don't like. Antifa is a perfect example of this, and they they recognize this as part of their marketing tool, that they actually are the ones who promote fascist ideology, but they label themselves as anti-fascist because they know that fascism is a bad word that people recognize as scary, and so it doesn't matter if the people they're attacking are actually against fa- uh, fascism, but you know they, they say, no, we're the anti-fascist one, and then they win favor for it. Or in this case, conspiracies are for nut jobs, and Trump supporters are nut jobs, so whatever it is they say is a conspiracy. That, to them, is the definition of conspiracy. Whatever it is that somebody I don't like, I disagree with, when they make a claim that I disagree with or I don't want to believe it is true, it's a conspiracy. The Kansas City Star reported that Lindell said he was in Missouri to campaign for chair of the Republican National Committee. At his Missouri conference last year, Lindell continued to prop up his unfounded theories uh, alongside a group of allies, including Bannon, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Ohio math teacher Douglas Frank, who rose to prominence spreading election conspiracies. Frank also gave a presentation on Missouri State Capitol Rotunda in early 2022. So again, here, okay, what unfounded theories? What election conspiracy? So this story is littered with claims that different people spread misinformation, spread election uh, conspiracies, spread unfounded theories, yet not a single time in the entire story did they list one example as evidence of the accusations that they're making against people. 
I would I wish we lived in a country in which this would be the sort of thing that would be provided to like the very in, in high school. If there is an entry level high school journalism class, this would be the sort of thing that on day one that a, 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 a teacher would give to the students and say, OK, go through and, and, and I want you to write up what is wrong with this. What about this? flies in the face of of what we know as journalism. But sadly, instead, these are the sorts of stories that you get, and in this case, as usual, with the news leader in Springfield. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live, or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. On the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, no one reads the news leader. You're actually giving a larger voice to their trash by reading it on air. Unfortunately, there are some people that do uh, read it, and it may be far and few between. I, I don't, I, I mean, some reading of it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you'd be amazed. It's not just it's one thing to read something so that you can see what uh, one political party in particular is is doing, you know, what messaging, um, you know, are the Democrats utilizing. And and it's important to understand, you know, when you in any sort of community, whether it's a, a smaller municipality or as a state, a country, a world. Um, to know what messaging is coming from a, a particular political party, and so that's why you know keeping up with what's going on with the news leader is important because people do read it, and and it's the um, for a lot of people it is an echo chamber, but there's still a <clears throat> it's a a demographic that utilize newspapers during an era of time in which they could be trusted. And they don't know that that's not the case any longer. And and I, I fully recognize it's not a huge portion. It's nowhere near what it used to be. Um, but um, and I know being somewhat rhetorical, saying no one, no one reads it. Um, and and there though are those people that just they they do read it and they do believe it. Springfield's talk one zero four one. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's talk one zero four one. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Uh, Megan saying, Emily Johnson was amazing to work with in both buying a new home, selling our previous one, knowledgeable, honest, kind, works endlessly to get the results you need. Her vision inspired one of our remodel projects, and her determination sold our previous home within four hours, and that was during a snowstorm. One of the personality traits that's so beneficial if you utilize Emily Johnson of House Theory Realty, is that she is very honest with you. And something she talked about, uh, she and her husband, Will, uh, joined us on one of our great escapes. And I remember having this conversation. And it, it was uh, something that, that she had learned is that the most important thing is to be honest. It doesn't mean you have to be brute about it. You don't have to uh, be rude. But if your number one goal, particularly when it comes to selling someone's home, is is to get them the most possible and to sell it as quickly as possible, sometimes that means letting them know 
you know, that that certain little addition that they made to this or this certain color theme that they did over here, while they may love it and think it's the greatest thing, that's not really what's selling right now, and it could actually work against you. And and too often you'll have uh, folks in the industry, they don't want to hurt your feelings. They're afraid that you'll get mad and go with someone else, but that's not what her priority is. Her priority is to make sure she does the number one job for you. And that's what you get with Emily Johnson House Theory Realty. Mostly sunny, high of 56 today, 36 tonight, sunny 61 tomorrow, and partly sunny on Wednesday with a 50% chance of evening showers. High of 61, weather sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks, home improvements. uh, The issue that has headlines and stories inaccurately written most has to be the issue of, of transgenders specifically in sports. Some of it is bias-driven, politically driven. Some of it is because we have decided, or at least many people in our society, uh, to live in a world in which words lose all meaning, and so they become interchangeable, and it leads to mass confusion. This is one of the reasons why uh, this newfound world of, of allowing you to just redefine words is not really that smart, because the whole point of words is to be able to communicate. And the point of communicating is so that if you know I have thoughts in my head, I want the person sitting across from me to understand, to know what thoughts are in my head, to be able to make noises, make sounds with my mouth, so that they know what is in my head. And so you have definitions like boy and girl and cat and dog and up and down and left and right and so forth. Well, when you start just creating new ones, like we got 82 pronouns now and, and well, yes, I may be a boy, but I'm a girl and so forth. And, and it, it all becomes totally meaningless and it makes it much more difficult to communicate. And that difficulty, along again with political motivations, bleeds into all of these stories regarding sports and transgenders to where virtually every time a headline is misleading. Now, last year, we would see headlines all over the place. We saw them here in Missouri. A legislation that would that would ban transgenders from sports. There was never, ever any such legislation. Never. But you get, you know, those factors involved in there or the confusion of uh, people who, you know, you say, well, you have to, you're like everybody else. The, the team that you are allowed to play on is a team that is defined by sex, by gender. If you're a guy, you're on a guy's team. If you're a girl, you're. it doesn't matter what you identify as. You're treated just like everyone else. And you got that guy DNA, you're playing with guys. doesn't matter. what it, that, that's, You are just like everyone else. And with that would come this idea that, well, because of that, um, uh, transgenders aren't going to compete. And therefore, this is legislation banning transgenders from sports, which, of course, is not true. Now, here's another. This is a headline, and perhaps it's nitpicking. And it also is misleading. Missouri bill would ban transgender athletes from girls' school sports. Uh, It's Color 10. Jeff City, Missouri. One Missouri lawmaker has introduced a bill that would ban transgender athletes from participating in organized school sports on girls' teams. 
State Senator Justin Brown, Republican 16th District, introduced Senate Bill 87, known as the Save Women Sports Act. According to the bill, anyone not assigned female at birth, which, by the way, that's not a real thing. No one is assigned gender. Just like you are not assigned the status of baby or human being. You are not assigned having 10 fingers and 10 toes. You are not assigned 8 pounds, 12 ounces. You are not assigned being 22 centimeters or long or whatever it is. I don't know how long babies are. That's what you are. When they declare 10 fingers and 10 toes, it's not because some arbitrary assignment. It is because that's what you have. When you are, when they write down 8 pounds, 12 ounces, or 8 pounds, 4 ounces, whatever it might be, that is not some random designation. That is because that is what you are. When they write male or female on your birth certificate, it is not because that was some random assignment, random designation. It is because that is what you are. So again, this political motivation and the rewriting of language and declaring the the recognition of what you are scientifically as something that's a mere assignment, you've just been given that, that's not what you really are, is this redefinition of terms. So the story reads, according to the bill, anyone assigned female at birth would be prevented from sports or athletic competitions, tournaments, and games intended for individuals under the age of 19 for girls' teams at school. The bill would call on every sponsor of youth sports teams to designate a team, game, or competition as exclusively males, exclusively females, or intramural, and so forth, so forth. Now here's where, again, and perhaps this is what some people would consider nitpicking, that it is overall misleading. Missouri bill would ban transgender athletes from girls' school sports. Now, unless I just have a misunderstanding here, it does not ban transgenders from girls' sport. If you have, if you are a girl, and you have decided that you are wanting to be transgender, and so you identify as a boy, I do not, unless again I'm missing something from this legislation, believe that that prevents you from playing on the girls' team because you are a girl. Now, the way this, mis- this this reads is if you are any transgender, you're a girl and you identify as a boy, then not only can you not play on the boys' team, but you also cannot play on the girls' team because it reads Missouri Bill would ban transgender athletes from girls' uh, school sports. If you're a girl, you can play girls' sports. If you are a girl who is transgender and identifies as a boy, nothing that I have read indicates that that means that you cannot play on girls' sports because you are a girl. I don't know why it is so difficult to just be honest and transparent in these stories. And again, I'm not naive. I understand that much of it is political propaganda mixed with the fact that you don't any longer accept we actually have words that have meanings, but instead you can change the meanings of words to fit whatever it is that you want. And so that adds to this confusion. But this is a very misleading, as as virtually every story that's ever written about the issue of transgenders in in sports, uh, uh, you know, just virtually all of them 
lack clarity and honesty. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. New year, new things to get done around your house. Maybe that is kind of one of your resolutions that you have set. And maybe one of those things that made that New Year's resolution list is a new roof for your home. But you're not exactly sure who do I call, who can I trust. And that's why I want to recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, when the Pyramid Roofing Company came over to my house, we had kind of that worst case scenario. Uh, We have an older farmhouse that just... uh, it. It's not a bad one. I always make it sound like it's worse than what it actually is. But well, it just, I hope. Yeah, that along. I know. <laughs> In fact, one of our listeners, they're like, dang, did you pay for this house? It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Uh, it's it's not a bad house. It just needs some love. And one of those things that it needed was a new roof. And the Pyramid Roofing Company, they were great. They came out. Uh, they took tons of photos and videos, told us exactly what we needed. And within just a couple of days from start to finish, they had it done. And we have a brand new roof. And uh, it just makes us feel a lot more secure and safe in our new home. So if you are needing a new roof or maybe just a roof repair, highly recommend Pyramid Roofing Company. You can find all of their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. One of my uh, favorite new relationships, I say new, it's it's been underway for some time, I don't know, six months or so now, somewhere thereabouts, has been with uh, Retro Metro, of course, our, our um uh, lunch bunch which you can register for at ksgf.com just go register and if you win you and up to five of your friends coworkers, family members whatever uh you want to bring along with you or none of them you're like you know what i don't want to bring any of them join sarah and me at retro metro on a wednesday for lunch and then we do also have happy hours on uh fridays about once a month or so we had one this past friday i thought it would be lightly attended because of uh, New Year's Eve, uh, having been just uh, days prior. However, I was incorrect in that assessment. And uh, they do menu updates and changes every so often. Tiny owner of the establishment is, is here with us. And it was a hop on Friday. It was. Uh, it, was uh, it was a nice surprise. I told you whenever I was uh, coming in there, I said it's probably not going to be um, that uh, big of a crowd. And halfway through, you were like, you said that you didn't think it was going to be <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just kind of willed it, though. I think I must have. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we've just been loving Lunch Bunch. We've been loving Happy Hour. People have been just, you know, loving it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've really been taking off. Um, You know, it's uh, it's been great having the Happy Hour. uh, Great exposure through that. Lunch Bunch has been awesome. You know, once a week, it's been fun to kind of watch our lunches grow and gain some traction. We uh, we've been doing lunches for about seven months now. So. Um, you know, lunch is, is something that we kind of, it, it's a really nice kick to the day. So it really is. Uh, one of the things that pleases me to a great degree as we do this is I, uh, I like to ask people, have you been here before? And, and, uh, a lot of them had not, which is fantastic. And all of them, they're, they're, they're just loving it, whether it's the food or the atmosphere. And I know that, well, hopefully that's what we want to deliver to you. Sure. You guys are delivering great experience for us and, and our listeners. And I had made this, um, vow to myself as we started lunch bunch because prior to lunch bunch i I would eat over at retro metro and i always got the one one menu item and it was the 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 stroganoff right and i just i had it the first time i went and that's what i got every single time never veered off of it but i thought i have a responsibility and that is to know as much about the menu as possible. So when we do have lunch bunches and people, they're always like, uh, you know, well, what's good? Uh, and so I'm able to do that. And, and then just around the time, 
I feel like, all right, I'm getting this nailed down, and then some incredible updates. And while the bulk of it is still the same, there's sure. some changes. So tell us about it, if you would. So you always want to keep your core items mm-hmm. on. So we always have our core items. Uh, the big John French dip, that'll never go anywhere. That's what Sarah had last uh, time, oh, right? Yeah. so yeah. good. So we take all of our – on fr- every Friday we do prime rib. So uh, that's something that a lot of restaurants in Springfield kind of got away from was doing some of the classics, it felt like. We wanted to bring back prime rib. And what do you do with – if you don't sell out of prime rib, what do you do with all, all that right. leftover meat? Well, you just you know throw it in the cooler, let it chill up, tighten up a little bit, and then you shave it real thin on your slicer. And you've got the best French dip meat you could have. So, you know, that's what we use so our French dip sandwiches. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Uh, the Murphin Man, fried bologna. Who doesn't like fried So, so let me tell you, that is, that, is the, <laughs> that is the one menu item that, uh, in my experience, people are like, oh, hmm. I, you know, they're, they're with it, and then they're like, I don't know about that. So I made a point to get it. I'm indifferent when it comes to bologna itself. Uh, it was really, really good. And I tell people that I'm like, listen, I love that it, sandwich. <laughs> I, for whatever reason in my head, I, I, I envision something that you would have at a really high end glamping experience. Right. I, I don't know why. So <laughs> tell people about that sandwich. So we use uh, we use Crushmar smoked all beef bologna. Uh, for me, it's very important. All beef. I mean, I like the other bologna, mm-hmm. too, but all beef to me just has that flavor. Um, we have candied bacon aioli, mm-hmm. smoked cheddar cheese. And, uh, and it's we, a thick smoked cheddar sm- cheese. Thick smoked cheddar cheese. And then we uh, top it with a fried egg. So it is really good. It's hearty. Yes. Um, And if you're like, well, I grew up eating bologna sandwiches. I don't know. That's not what this is. No, it's not. Yeah, it's great. What other new items? So we also um, on lunch, we have the Hana fries, which is named after my wife, who's Mm -hmm. the real chef at Retro Metro. So I'm just out there for my good looks. So Mm -hmm. my wife's the one that does all the cooking for the most part and leads the way in the kitchen. But uh, the Hana fries are a Korean barbecue spiced uh, fry. That we have a full plate of fries, and then we top it with our chopped prime rib meat that we saute in a hoisin barbecue sauce and uh, top it with, like, a house-made kimchi that my wife makes, and uh, it's phenomenal. The number one question I hear asked uh, when we do Lunch Bunch on Wednesdays, what are sexy fries, sexy tots? <laughs> that, so, that is. That's a number. That's what almost right. every, every bunch we have. So we have our uh, sexy fries and sexy tots, and what we do is we, we really fry them a little extra hard so we get them a little nice and crispy, and then we toss them around in our sexy Rexy sauce, which is a Metro Classic sauce. It's a, basically the Metropolitan Grill buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. So we take... Frank's Red Hot, we jazz it up with chicken stock and basil oil and garlic and, you know, honey and uh, just give it a little extra depth and flavor. And uh, we toss all of our fries and tots in that if they want it. So, What I think is one of the most underserved sides in this area, in this country, are tater tots. I love tater tots. I don't know if it's because it seems kiddish or what, that they don't <laughs> get served. But uh, you all, of course, we mentioned the sexy tots, but there was a, a new tot edition, and I had it a couple. It was before Christmas. Tell us about that. Okay, so that's the high-class tots. Yes, the high-class yeah. tots. So high-class is just, you know, you eat each tater tot with your pinky yes, in the air. as I did. And uh, But it's a truffle parmesan. So we have a so truffle good. parmesan seasoning, truffle oil, and a little bit of, you know, real parmesan put on there. Yeah. Well, um and when we're there, anyhow, and I know you have different shifts and and uh, and schedules and everything, but um, uh, we've gotten to where Taylor always takes care of us. She does such an incredible job. She's great. Yeah. She is fantastic. Once, um, uh, so Sayla's the hostess. So she yes. ended up taking care of us once because um, Taylor was unavailable. She's fantastic. I mean, everyone. Now, when we do happy hours, there are a number of different gals there from the lunch bunch, but everybody that 
we've come in contact with does such a great job. And I know it's hard sure. to get quality people. It is, um, but a lot of them. I mean, we've been pretty blessed. It's a it's a lot of people that we've just known, mm-hmm. and we kind of built based off that. Yeah, uh, we came across Taylor because uh, one of her friends works for us. Okay, so she was a referral, and uh, absolutely loved her. She used to be a bar manager at another restaurant in town, and she was just kind of looking at taking a step back from that and just mm-hmm. kind of you know having a nice easy route of of a simple you know show up to work, do my job, yeah. clock out, and, and I'm out. So. She's uh, but she's been fantastic. For yeah, us. she is great. Uh, your website, yes, www.eatretrometro.com. All of our menus are on there. Lunch, dinner. I even have uh, if it's New Year, New You. Then I've got a heart healthy menu available, a vegan menu available. Um, we have our wine lists are all on there. Uh, we're also known for our wine wine selection. So. Yeah, everything's on there and available. Do you take reservations? If so, for dinner and or lunch? We do for both. Um, you know, lunch it really just depends on the day uh, if we're going to be full or not. But for dinner, I always recommend reservations. All right. Well, as always, just love it. Thank you. I love that you're part of. Uh, you're one of the folks that I see on a regular basis now. Yeah. Because it means <laughs> that I'm getting uh, great food at Retro Metro, which is on Republican Cox. Yes. Just sort of across from uh, Price Cutter and yes, get people yeah, land just past there. just west of Kansas Expressway there. All right. Thank you, sir. It's always great to see you. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate right. it, man. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I am Nick. Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm gonna save this uh, for tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, because I don't have time to get into, and I want to mention one other story. But uh, there's uh, research done, and it shows that under the Biden administration, people that make twenty five hundred or twenty five thousand dollars or less are five times more likely than the average earner to be audited by the Biden IRS. So much for, you know, hey, fear not, they're adding, you know, all those new IRS agents. So. Maybe make that 25 times more likely. There's a story. Texas man fatally shoots mask robbers uh, at a, a Mexican restaurant. This is Texas. And so some guy comes in, starts gunpoint, robbing people, taking their money. And one of the other customers stands up, shoots the guy, gets the money from him that he took, starts handing it back out to the patron, and leaves. Now, authorities are looking for the guy. They're saying no charges against him have been filed and so forth. Now, first off, when it comes to him standing up shooting the guy who was holding the gun at others, good. This is what has to start happening, and it has to be allowed to happen. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, just somebody's getting mouthy or, or you know, they're pushing somebody around. But if you have somebody use, using a firearm to get money from other people, we ought to just we need to start shooting these people. Because this contract that we've long had in our country in which law enforcement, we expect that our government is going to allow law enforcement to 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 deal with these people in a manner that makes it less likely they'll commit these crimes. That's out the window. We, we see the defund the police, all of this stuff. It's not the guys on the ground and the gals on the ground who are the problem here. It's the government. And so we're just, as citizens, that's going to have to be the solution. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick.